Hi, welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia and Ardeen Teresa Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Rose. Yep. Delisle. Yeah. She lives at 285 Windsor <laughs> Crescent in Burnaby. <laughs> Postal code is V5G132. Um, <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. Wel- welcome. How are you today? I am fine. I went to the dentist today. Oh, whoa. COVID ah, dentist. Yeah. First visit? Yeah, I hadn't been in a year and a half. Did you get a lecture? No, I was convinced that like my teeth were going to be terrible, but they were like pretty good. Pretty good, all things considering. And they were very concerned. They were just like, how are you holding up? And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is full care. They're like, how is your stress level? And I was like, wow, they really are giving me my money's worth. <laughs> That's lovely. That's yeah. great. Is it still where they don't have like the water pick anymore and like they have to do everything manually because flying <laughs> flying COVID germs? Yeah, they normally just stick you in a room and don't even touch you. But now they're actually sticking their hands <laughs> in my mouth. Um, they just didn't polish it because that sprays too much stuff everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. Unpolished That's my favorite part. Teeth. Yeah, it feels good. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Enough about that. Speaking of polish, we are so excited for the shine that's being uh, brought to our podcast this evening from Toronto, Canada's biggest and coolest city, our friend from the internet, Nico Stratus. She's a writer, she's a stay-at-home mom, and she's a smoker. And we're so happy to have her here tonight. Hello, I've, this is my new favorite. I had to rewrite my bio as soon as I get off this call. <laughs> I love it. Why not include all of the important things? Exactly. I have feelings about this dentist thing because I haven't been to the dentist in a very long time. But the Mm. last time I did, my previous gap in dental visits had been 13 years. Oh, wow. And when I went, the dentist was very concerned. And she said, you haven't been here. So like you were a child when you came and now you're (laughs) an adult with health problems. (laughs) And she did the whole test. It took two days to do the cleaning. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's normal if you've had, like, a lapse. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you were there the entire two days, though. We're like, there. <laughs> I slept overnight. 24-hour like comedy show in your mouth. <laughs> and then when it was done, when it was all said and done, and she was like, just so you know, there's probably going to be problems. And then it was all said and done. And I said, so what are the problems? And she said, nothing. And I said, so what do I need you for? <laughs> exactly. Like, what was all this for? What did we do all this for? What does any of this mean? Yeah. Well, you, I learned this this when I went in because it had been three years since my last visit. But um, we may have a similar teeth situation, or as I like to call them, teeths with it. <laughs> F and an S. Um, I don't, I've never had a cavity, but the, the hygienist pointed out to me, she's like, oh yeah, she's like, you've got great teeth, but... Um, if you don't get them cleaned regularly, you can just lose them to gum disease. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> thank fun. you. Yeah, like I won't lose them to cavities. I'll lose them to my mouth disintegrating from the soft parts up. I learned a new fun thing at the dentist today, which I didn't know about. I knew that I clenched my teeth a lot um, already. And like your I, butthole. And, I mean, both ends, just clamp <laughs> it down. <laughs> but like, I think... Eight years ago or so, I got a night guard, so that's helped for nighttime, but I also just clench all the time during the day. And I learned today that that can cause your gums to recede, so now I have a referral to a specialist to give me Botox in my jaw to stop me from clenching it. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's cool. a thing that is apparently like 
pretty effective. So come on, botulism, hop in my face. <laughs> yeah, I think that Botox was created for other reasons and then it was used as like filler. Yeah, I learned that that like from or all fluffer, my, I guess <laughs> for all my clenching, it has made my jaw muscle too strong. Like it's not meant to be that strong. So I have to, I'm like too buff. <laughs> You've got like really, you do have really buff cheeks. <laughs> they're, they're quite like, you know how like you can like pull the skin out on, on some people's cheeks and you can make that really loose, like flapping sound. I like yeah. to do that to Jay sometimes. It's like really hard to do on my face because the meat is like too tight. <laughs> well, let's loosen it up. Let's yeah. get some Botox. Yeah, let's atrophy, please. I'm ready. I'll try anything. Botox all over for everyone should be the goal of 2021. Yeah, no I love that thing that happened with that, like early on in COVID when the very, like the pittance that the government was handing out, someone for some rag said that, oh, they're spending some of their money on Botox and everybody, everyone thought that that people were going to be upset about that. And there was like, no, yeah, that seems like if I had so little money, I would 100% just treat myself to some bullshit Botox because I can't do anything else. Yeah. Why was not? My, one of the highlights of this low, low point was people just defending Botox. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. I mean, I'll try anything to relax my face. I've tried so many things and it just doesn't want to chill out. So. Relax your face. I try. I try. <laughs> it's hard. Once you start clenching, it's hard to unclench. Yeah. It's a hard process to unlearn. You only notice like at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I've been clenching my jaw all day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm tense all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dentist told me the only time your teeth should be touching is when you're chewing food. And I was like, oh, what? Mm. <laughs> Whoops. Where? How does your top teeth rest? Mine are just always taking a nap on my bottom teeth. Yeah, I guess. She said like your, your, the tip of your tongue should be on the back of your front teeth. So it like forces your teeth a bit apart. And I'm like, just give me the Botox. I can't keep track of this. <laughs> like, I, I think they call work. that a blep. Like, so they want you to be constantly blepping. <laughs> not, yeah. not all the way out, but I wish. I wish they were like, train your tongue to stick up. <laughs> like that, what was that cat that sadly has left us? Um, uh, grumpy cat? Grumpy cat. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. What a cute cat. Yeah, they just give me like a book about grumpy cat and they're like, here, you can learn a lot. <laughs> this is your new face. <laughs> this is your new fitness regime. I dig oh, yeah. it. yeah. And at every like marketing meeting, we have like a team meeting every week and we do a, what we call a round the horn. And this week, uh, everyone takes a turn doing the hosting and it's going in alphabetical order. And I really try to avoid diet talk. And this week I just, I was not the host and I got slammed with like how much weight people wanted to lose and how fit they wanted to get this year. And the whole time I'm just like dying a slow death. Um, but next time I'm going to bring up Grumpy Cat Workout. Say like it's the new thing, and then just like pretend my camera broke and then disappear. For the rest of the You're like what? Zoom. You're breaking. Uh, yeah. I can't. And they're like, we someone's can like, see I used to be really, that. I used to be really skinny, but now I'm disgusting. I'm like, can I go? Can I get off of this? Oh, How is um, that a work meeting? I don't understand. Yeah, we do like a check in. Like, hey, how's everybody like doing? Like a weigh-in? <laughs> but this, this, sorry, I left it a really important detail. It was like, did anyone kind of set any goals up for the year? And oh. Okay. I, like, so many people I work with are like super, like super, period. And then also quite like driven. 
So, of course, like, I'm the only one that's like, I got a pass to Masterclass, and I'm going to watch one Masterclass <laughs> a week. Uh, what are you going to watch first? Yeah, what's your first Masterclass? I watched the 10, I forget his last name, fashion one. Oh, uh, 10 from, from Kurai. Yeah. I find him just so watchable and so lovely, and he... It's actually really great. Like, I like fashion. And uh, over the past year or so, I've been trying to change my shopping habits for, and, like, buy things that are, like, going to last me, like, five to ten years. And I really recommend it. I think next I'm going to watch probably some of the TV writing stuff because I can't get through TV writing books. And I submitted my first spec script last year to a show I was working on, and uh, it was very bad. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no, I know that the first one is always very bad, but it kept me from writing a second one. Hmm. So I'm going to watch the Shonda Rhimes one because I'm addicted to Scandal right now. I'm just love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you have been texting me about it. It's true. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's just like the perfect amount of soap opera and then that sort of unrequited love uh, that I, I really feed off of. I have never watched Scandal, and my partner and I always talk about it because we've been inside the same house for 10 months, so we've watched <laughs> everything twice. And right. we will be like, should we watch Scandal? Because everybody talks about Scandal. And then we turn on Guy's Grocery Games, and we watch Guy Fieri. <laughs> for, well, like, he's amazing. I love he's, him. He's the prince of my heart. Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'm such a great this- guy. I went into this pandemic being like, fuck Guy Fieri. I think he's the worst human being. And just now, before I got on this call... I was like, you have to tell me who wins this one. We have 10 more episodes to watch. We never sleep. We just watch Guy Fieri all the time. I love that. I had a falling out with Guy Fieri, unbeknownst to him, uh, many years ago when I <laughs> misunderstood something in one of his shows. Because I, I'm actually so glad now that I don't have cable because I would just watch the Food Network and TLC. That's it. That's it. Only things, nothing to talk about. Not that I have now, but I'd be like, did you say on uh, Hoarders or um, 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> that would be me at the weekly check-in. On 90 Day Fiance, there's a doctor. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that he was making fun of vegetarian food and vegan food because he was raised a vegetarian. Yeah. And so he's become this very like hearty and excited omnivore in his adult life. Um, and I thought that he kind of put down somebody in the show. And then like four years later, after slagging him, I realized I missed the commercial break and like what happened later when he's like, this is delicious. I love this so much. So for four years, I was like, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> uh, so I really had to eat my hat. Uh, cause he seems like a pretty decent guy, even though he got in a weird fight with his hairdresser once, but anyways. <laughs> wow, you know so much about Guy Fieri. <laughs> Wait, you yeah. hold on. You got into a fight with Guy Fieri's hairdresser? He got into well, that would happen, but um, he got into a fight with his hairdresser, and it was like pretty ugly. I saw him here, though. Maybe Jessica did too. He did some reviews here, maybe like five or six years ago, and he made a very local, beloved restaurant famous. Peaceful, or just yeah, peaceful restaurant. Yeah. Yes, uh, and uh, he was like, when I passed him on the street, he was like so lovely. He made eye contact, made space for me to go by. And I was like, mm, you fucker. <laughs> and then I saw the rest of the show and I was like, oh no, I'm the fucker. He doesn't hate tofu. <laughs> I, I miss, my partner lived in Vancouver for a spell of time. Uh, so I would commute and go and visit her. Oh, nice. um, and we would go to a peaceful restaurant. And there was one time 
And I'm I'm chagrined to tell this story, but now that I'm thinking now I'm thinking of it, and I like it so much that we were sitting there, we we're the only people in the restaurant, and the woman comes out to give us the menu, and right by her feet on the floor is a mouse, and we were like, Oh no, is that uh, a yeah, sure. is that a mouse? And she was like, she looked at the floor, looked at it, looked at us, looked back at the mouse, like and no one said it. it was like gunslingers, like for a second, <laughs> no one said anything, and then she looked at us, and she was very hesitantly. Yes. And we were like, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll still get and she was like she I think she was expecting us to like cause a scene and both of us were like, no, the everything is good enough here. Yeah. We don't care. Like what bring more if you have more mice, bring them out. <laughs> they're cute. Yeah, they're, they're that's fine. It's not causing a ruckus. It's just sitting there. <laughs> You're flipping the table. <laughs> yeah. Unacceptable. It's sort of like what, like, of course, like every restaurant in every major city has mice. It's just a reality. Like, you're that's something you're signing up for when you eat out, in my opinion. A woman who has had a cockroach walk across her hand at a local restaurant <laughs> and a rat uh, zip by at another. Wow. I mean, I would like more variety in terms of creatures. Like, I would like a squirrel. A snake. <laughs> I would be so scared of a snake. Just like a boa constrictor just hanging out. Like, don't mind I feel me. like I could get away from a boa constrictor. So maybe yeah. not as afraid. I'd be more afraid of something like a wolf. I would be afraid of a wolf or a cougar. <laughs> yeah. Those are, showed up. those are the more terrifying animals to have come to the dinner table, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, I, yeah. lived, I lived in the Yukon for a long time. And you always, you would think that, you know, we would have a lot more instances of that. But it was very rare that we would get anything above a small dog. Because <laughs> it's, it's so cold. Yeah, I mean, who could be bothered to go and hassle a restaurant? That's yeah, true. you got to walk uh, all that way. Out here, cold. the problem is, is it's mild, so it's not unusual to share space with something that could hurt you. <laughs> where in like Montreal, where I'm from, like yeah, you never see anybody that's scary that has four legs. <laughs> here, cougars at local parks sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, how do they, <laughs> I'm like, wh- how do they get here? I want to know, like, their paths. I want to know, like, where local cougars are and connect. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in the trees. Yeah. They're in the trees. They're in the trees. <laughs> they're watching you. They are always up there watching, biding their time, waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking for somebody small. Yeah. Make a snack of. I mean, I feel like I I could be cougar dinner. Cougar meat. <laughs> Dare to dream for 2021. Yeah. We could all be, that's your goal. goal. Yeah. yeah. My, my only goal is to be killed and eaten by a large animal. <laughs> Preferably one that's normally thought of as a vegetarian, you know, like an elephant. Oh, yeah. Like right. a big surprise, like tortoise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what a small tortoise to take its time. <laughs> gored by a tortoise. Like <laughs> all the like the scientists are just scratching their heads being like, it doesn't even have the enzymes to process meat. Like, how? Must have just really hated you. <laughs> I want the end of my life to be either a BuzzFeed or a Vice article. Oh, yeah. And I've, already, I've already eaten at the Garfield Eats restaurant and not died. So I figure my only other way out now is to be killed and eaten by a tortoise. Did yeah. you write an article about Garfield Eats? I wrote a Twitter thread. I live tweeted eating it. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now it's pivoting into Scooby-Doo, right? Well, we don't know because the, <laughs> the person that runs it, as you're probably well aware, is a bit unhinged, I would say. Yeah. So, like, 
I walked by the day that the I was walking by in the realist because it's around the corner from our house. We're where oh, wow. Garfield eats adjacent. When we ordered it, the person literally just walked it over to our house. Whoa! Like no, like didn't bring it. Not a car, not a bike, not a scooter. <laughs> just walked it by hand. Wow! And I walked by as the real estate agent was like locking the locking this guy out of the building. Whoa! Oh, whoa! So you're seeing all the updates. Yeah. And then uh, I went home and then like a week later, it was all of a sudden he was he was like, Garfield can never die. Garfield's <laughs> going online. Like to tie your feet to the concrete block that is the Garfield brand, you know, like yeah. it just seems like such an interesting move for making very terrible tasting food. But now yeah. he's pivoted to Scooby-Doo, but I'm not sure he has the rights. Like, I think he just got like a high quality JPEG of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and it was like... What, who's gonna stop me? You know, like yeah. Hanna Barbera, maybe. That, I guess. Is like, that a Hanna Barbera property? I don't know. I would have pivoted right to Heathcliff. Like, you got to stay if you're yeah. going cat. You got to stay cat for a little while. Yeah, or just like go all in on normal. Oh yeah, normal is so cute. Garfield too mainstream. There's a normal bot on Twitter, and now if I mention <laughs> Garfield, this normal like account. Obviously, because a keyword search is on for Garfield and is immediately will just post the most inane shit, which is exactly how normal would be if normal had Twitter, <laughs> as is my understanding of Garfield, a comic I haven't read in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So if you as, as a fun thought experiment, just write about Garfield on the Internet and see how long it takes for this annoying normal to show up. Alicia is grabbing her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it my phone. It's my only friend. Oh. Should we do a round of retail nightmares? Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. Nico, you tweeted one the other day, which inspired me to ask you to be on the podcast. Oh, which one did I tweet? Oh, it was very graphic. Um, (laughs) It was about working maybe in a grocery store about displays, about a manager that was quite aggressive. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was my first job. Yeah, I mean, you can tell whatever story you like. If you want to follow Nico and her amazing Twitter account, I highly (laughs) recommend it. But that's what I noticed. I was like, oh, I've got a lead here. (laughs) I it's well, it's funny because like I got a grocery store job when I was 13 years old in 1995. My My dad told me that I needed to get a job. So I was 13 years old and I went to McDonald's and I filled out a form and McDonald's called me at home (laughs) and said, you're not what we're looking for, (laughs) which to this day, like I'm almost 40 years old and I carry the weight that McDonald's looked at me and said, not for us. You were 13. Were they even allowed to hire you? I don't think anybody was. But then I went, I had this friend of mine that lived across the street from me had just gotten this job at this grocery store and said, you should come work at this grocery store. It's not a real job. You just do whatever you want. (laughs) Whoa. Nice. Um, Sounds sus. It it was for the (laughs) three and a half, four years I worked there. It was extremely sus the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a chain store or was it a, a mom and pop shop? It was a locally owned, we didn't have, in the 90s in the Yukon, we didn't have any chain stores other than one Radio Shack. Oh, wow. Okay. And, a, and a defunct A&W that went out of business. Wow. Because they couldn't keep up with the demand, I guess. I don't know. I never knew why that A&W went out. Like, we moved there. I was born in Terrace, British Columbia, and then we moved to the Yukon in, like, the late 1980s, in the heyday of the late 1980s. Um, and then they shut all the, all the chain stores down as soon as we moved there. We only had a Mr. Mike's for like five years. It was probably oh, wow. like the cost of transporting like ingredients or supplies up there wasn't worth it. 
I mean, yeah, that most de- they were just like by the time they got there, I was like, well, this food is bad now, I guess. So. <laughs> Why did we walk it over? <laughs> yeah. All of the sled dogs are just barking constantly. They're like, I don't know. This is really stressful. They're just Aww. selling us freezer burnt patties. And, yeah. <laughs> Delicious. So I got this grocery store job and the friend of mine that got me the job didn't tell me that the guy who was like our main, because there was like six managers, you know how the grocery stores used to have like a dozen managers for like every half hour. Mm -hmm. Um, The one guy was like a hockey coach, but he was very aggressive. And the first week I was there, like my third day on the job, I was late. I was setting a very good precedent really early on. Uh, and I was late for work and I showed up and he was in the back and he was just beating this guy up in the back room. Holy a guy shit. that he had caught. He had caught this guy trying to steal. He hadn't successfully stolen anything yet. He was in the process of attempting to steal. And that was enough for my boss to drag him in the back and beat him up. So I already knew what I was sort of up against. Holy shit. And then uh, we had a day I was like doing the end of the aisle and you're like facing groceries, what we used to call in the business, we called it facing. Yeah. And that's called an end cap. That's just an industry term. (laughs) Facing the end cap. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I didn't make it look all that nice because I was 13 years old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not in the, not in the back of the store, in the front of the store where people are like trying to get by so they can get to aisle six and cash out. He grabs me by the scuff of the back of my neck like a bad dog (laughs) and was like and dragged me over to the aisle and was like, does this look acceptable to you? And I said, yes, which was the wrong answer. And he tightened his grip and he said, I'm going to ask you again. And then then I instantly knew like, well, obviously the answer is now no. Before (laughs) it was yes, but I have since changed my tune. And he was like, if you don't make this look good. And in my brain, I was like, he's going to murder me. I get, I'm not going to live to see 14 because I didn't make corn pops look pretty good, you know? Uh, and that was my job for like a very long time. Wow. How Luckily, long was that guy fired. there? Was, okay, yeah. Like, I was thinking about, there was this uh, Kellyanne Conway leak today. Well, it wasn't a leak. And I was like, oh, you're, everyone's mom didn't talk to them like that? <laughs> But uh, I did not tweet that because I thought that would just upset people. But that was like my childhood reality was being spoken to very much that way. So and I was like, is it bitches? Was it an 80s parent thing? And then I remembered that, no, some of my childhood friends had been over when that happened. They're like, no, moms don't normally talk like that to their kids. And I was like, no way. Are you crazy? They don't say that. I think my dad might have been a bit aggressive with me when I was younger. My mom said something very cryptic to me once when I came out to my parents um, for people that are that are, can't see me or don't know me. I'm a transgender woman. And uh, when I came out to my parents, my mom asked if she wanted me to tell my dad for me. And I said, yeah, because that's just one less job I have to do. And she was like, well, I know you and your dad didn't always have the easiest time. And I was like, wait, what? What does that mean? And then I was, and then my brain is like trying to go back like, okay, well, let's go back into the repressed memory storeroom yeah, and see what's folder. in there. Yeah, like open that door and have everything tumble out on top of you. But I couldn't really remember. But I was like, I bet you that's probably what happened. You know, it was the 80s and I was bad. And it was definitely there was a, de- a shadow of it being just a different time. And, you know, having another adult that wasn't part of your family, uh, abuse you physically was never was never acceptable and publicly oh and that wasn't the that wasn't the only time I was abused at that job like thinking back and now it's funny too because that was right around right around that time is also when I started drinking in my life Uh, and in fact 
working in the produce department is where I learned how to drink on the job. Well, I was going to say make Pruno, which <laughs> is like, I will make a Pruno joke any chance I get, which is a prison toilet um, <laughs> liquor. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was, I, now I, now I learned something new. It's not made So you started prunes. drinking at a really young age, drinking on the job at 14. I w- we used to always keep a case of beer in the uh, vegetable cooler that was in the back room. Oh, smart. Um, and uh, I learned how to shotgun at a very early age, too, which is like a, a skill that every like kid that doesn't even know how to drive yet should have in their arsenal. Is <laughs> I also know what these keys are for, and that's to make this can of Budweiser go really quickly into me. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where, like, that, especially, like, all of my, like, repressed and hazy memories, they all sort of live in that, like, shotgunning beers next to the broccoli in the back <laughs> area, you know? That's an interesting combination of smells, I bet. Like, cheap beer, produce, the cold. I have yeah. to say, of all of the retail nightmares we get, of all the guests that we have, the grocery store stories are my absolute favorite. From <laughs> Jessica's dad working his entire life in a grocery store to Ivan Decker and like naps on the chips and <laughs> the chip loft. Yeah. The chip loft. <laughs> they're always my favorite because it feels like that's really like the most wild scenarios. Yeah, can it's happen. the wild west of produce. The grocery stores where you test all your boundaries. I think if you get to work in one, and I remember listening to Ivan's well, like when Ivan was talking about it and thinking like, yes, I have all these, we had like, it was this big grocery store that had a drop ceiling so we would climb up to the drop ceiling and get really high and we would fill our smock oh, pockets wow. with fuzzy peaches. And then we would climb up into the ceiling <laughs> and we would remove ceiling tiles and we would throw fuzzy peaches at customers. Whoa. So funny. <laughs> we were stoned teenagers. Of course, this is what we were doing. Like it's, it's like a warning movie for like, where are your children? Do you know where your children are? Because if, they're, if you don't know, they're working at a grocery store, hucking fuzzy peaches at adults <laughs> from, from the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Wow. That was my life for a long time until I uh, almost got fired and then decided to quit. <laughs> do you want to tell us why you got fired? Or do you want to save it for another episode? Almost, almost got, fired. got fired. I had a running competition to see who could take the longest 15 minute coffee break. <laughs> Uh, okay. And I was the reigning champion at three and a half hours before <laughs> uh, it was discovered that I had been running this competition. <laughs> I love this so much. That's amazing. In my defense, like before I decided, before I would, like broke bad at that job, they were making me do things like you had to crawl into the garbage compactor to compact the garbage by hand because it was oh. jammed. So you had oh, to crawl well. through this garbage chute. Like in Star Wars, when they like get stuck in the thing. <laughs> Except for I'm not saving anybody. I'm just making $4 an hour, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. And like crawling through and dislodging garbage by hand. It's and like a horror movie that's so scary. I've been sort of writing like a series of essays around a, a book I'm sort of trying to put together. And I was writing about that job experience. And as my man, like I've been sober for like over two years and as my memories are coming back to me, it's just like, wait, I did what? <laughs> I crawled through garbage by hand for my minimum wage job <sighs> just so I could go to the CD store and buy Big Shiny Tunes. Yeah. I mean, worth it. Worth <laughs> yeah, it. Totally. Yeah, totally worth it. I 100% mean, 100% worth it. I love it. That's my, that I guess is, that is my retail nightmare. One that's of amazing. Yeah. Well, you just have to come back on and tell us more. 
Yeah. I have a, so many in my back pocket. I will come back until the end of time to tell these stories. As you Love unearth it. them all. <laughs> so, yeah, as they slowly come back to me in the middle of night yeah. it, with my newfound insomnia. <laughs> oh, wow. I, yeah, I have nothing that uh, would parallel that at all. <laughs> How about you, Alicia? I mean, I think I can't tell in this situation if I'm the nightmare or if it was just an experience uh, or it was a nightmare. But um I looked at my bank account the other day and noticed that Hank's pet insurance payment went through. Every month, it's exactly $55. That $55 includes the general coverage as well as a rider for physio in case he somehow magically manages to hurt something else that isn't his legs. Because uh, that shit's not covered. And $55 is not a small amount. It's not a huge amount. But it's a lot over the course of a year. And... uh I noticed on Friday morning that it had gone up to $80. Oh, shit. And so I just thought, oh, that's so weird. Like, I had no idea. Maybe it was just a weird accident, you know, that it's $25 more, 45% higher. I think it works out to be. I thought it was 50%, but my dad's like, that's only 45%, Alicia. And I was like, I have grade nine math. That's all you <laughs> needed to graduate in, from, in Quebec in 1992. Oh, wow. So I there was a chat option on the True Panion website. And I mean, I've had a pretty good experience with this company thus far. They've covered a lot of bills. They covered 90% of very expensive things. And I already have like a very high deductible. So it would be a very low monthly cost. So I messaged and I said, hey, like I just got my bill. I think there's a mistake. It's uh, significantly more than it usually is. And the poor customer service person that got me at 8 a.m. And I didn't have, hadn't had any tea. I hadn't had any breakfast. Not a good time to ask for help when I'm basically helpless and they're like, yeah, we sent you an email telling you that we were going to be raising it. And here's why. And I was like, no, I never I never got the email. Um, I had checked actually before I got in contact with them. I checked throughout the conversation and the person just kept saying, we sent you the email. I can assure you that we sent you the email. And I'm like, well, I didn't fucking get the email because I wouldn't be bothering you over this increase. And it just went on and on. And she gave me all these reasons why it's more. And then she dropped the cancer word. And I guess this is just in their kind of pre, like they're, they're formulated and well thought out responses to consumers. Like, well, you know, your dog could get cancer. And I mean, if he gets cancer, you're going to want to have this insurance because of course, cancer is like, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in treatment. And I, when I saw the cancer word, I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, of course, like if my dog, like my dog's going to get it all. He's already on the course for being like real lemon. Um, but it just felt very manipulated because I'm locked in. Like, there's no way I'm not paying $80 a month for insurance, but it is a lot of money, especially when, like, I have a $750 deductible. So the only thing it's going to cover is basically, like, major life-altering expenses, like his initial injuries. But I have to say, I lost my temper a little bit. And the way that I do, which is nice kind of quiet rage that no one really appreciates, um, and I just said, well... I'm just simply asking you to resend me the email. I'm not asking for an explanation of the potential, like the <laughs> types of illnesses my dog could get. I just, like, I, I don't know the right phrase because I feel like the phrase over a barrel, I don't know the real reason why someone would be over a barrel. And I'm always like, is this a sexual assault reference? Or is this like, I've got a gun over a barrel and you've got a gun over a barrel? I don't know. But like, I felt like I needed the a, a placeholder for, I'm over a barrel here. I don't have any savings. <laughs> I have to keep paying this insurance. I can't change. 
but I just was like so unhappy with the customer service and uh, I let them know. <laughs> and then I felt like a real curmudgeon. Uh, and then when I filled out the feedback form, I said, no, I will no longer recommend <laughs> this company. <laughs> and that my experience was acceptable and I didn't feel like they set their, their employees up uh, in the right way to have successful interactions with their <laughs> consumers. Anyways, I felt a million years old at the end of it. Then I made some toast and I felt better. But it's like a huge, it's like $300 more a year. It's like they're running a protection racket. We're like, I don't want to pay for this anymore. They'll be like, well, it'd be a shame if something happens to her. <laughs> I know. It was so like that. And like, I just like, I look over at Hank and I'm like, of course, like, we are not done. This road is bumpy. Ugh. Okay. So I looked up the the origin of the phrase over a barrel because this is the second time <laughs> this has happened on the podcast <laughs> where you're like, is this bad? Should I say this? I don't know. Yeah. And apparently it alludes to an actual situation of being draped over a barrel, either to empty the lungs of someone who has been close to drowning or to give a flogging. Either way, the position of helplessness and in being under someone else's control is what's being referred to. And then there's a diagram of a man about to be spanked over a barrel. (laughs) Well, that answers my next question is, is flogging a fancy word for really hard smack? <laughs> yeah, with a paddle. Like this guy's got a spanking paddle. This, this yeah, guy flogging is like, is like a, it, oh yeah. It's like in high school when they would have like hazing parties. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that on, in uh, Dazed and Confused when they like make their, their spanking paddles in shop class. <laughs> did you not do, we did that. They, that happened to me in high, somebody broke one of those over my ass in high school. Oh. Oh, my God. They hit me so hard it broke over my bottom. And luckily, I had older been drinking for three years at that point, and I didn't feel it. And then the next morning, I couldn't sit down for six weeks. Oh, my gosh. You really do have enough for a book. (laughs) I have a lot of drinking and hurting myself stories. Yeah, they pile up. They really do. (laughs) They stack up like bodies. Yeah, I had some of those in high school as well. And the fun thing for me would always to be like, coming up with lies for how I really hurt or like how I hurt myself that because I didn't want to say like I was drinking and I fell down (laughs) so every time someone would ask I would just come up with a different lie and I was like I was surfing in Hawaii and a shark bit me (laughs) it almost got my arm but then it didn't and it's just like yeah it's just like a gnarly scrape on my nose I just wrote this article and talking about like being sober and blah, blah, blah. And I referenced a time that I was at a house party and at two o'clock in the morning, I decided I was going to go skateboarding. So I found this longboard and I went out to the street. And the next time people saw me, I was walking around the house, holding my arm and asking people if they had any paper towel. And the reason why I was asking is because I had split my arm open. So I was walking around holding my arm saying, just like, and trying, it like, so can, like, stereotypical Canadian, like, I'm sorry to bother you, but pardon. if you did, yeah, pardon <laughs> me for just one moment. Sorry, to, I know you guys are talking, just, I just, if I could interject for just a moment, do you have any paper towel? Do you know where it might be? And if it's not a paper towel, do you have a sham? Wow. Do you have something <laughs> yeah. that's like, I could put into a glass of liquid and it would absorb all of it because I've, I've really hurt myself here. Yeah. I need some sort of quicker picker-upper. What do you have in that department? <laughs> do you have a blood sponge? <laughs> <laughs> blood sponge. Oh, the worst wow. thing I ever... I've so hurt myself skateboarding when drunk. Because A, I don't know how to skateboard. And B, would drink far too much in my early 20s. Like, like just dangerous amounts. Um, but the, one of the dumbest things I ever did was on New Year's in Montreal. So minus 30, probably. Um, we found a shopping cart. 
<laughs> and uh, I got into it, and my friends drove it around the city, smashing into everything. The next day, very, I did not feel good. It's like very jackass. Bruised. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I used to think jackass was kind of funny. You should get a producer credit on it. <laughs> so is it time for potato business? Potato business. Do you cut it into fries? Do you bake it into pie? Potato business. Do you keep it in a bowl? Do you stick it in a hole? Potato business. All right. So welcome to another edition of Potato Business, where we discuss all things new and old under the sun, under the soil of the earth, the pomme de terre, <laughs> the potato. Pomme de terre. That's me kissing a potato. <laughs> so, so I mean, what what do y'all think? Potatoes, good or bad? <laughs> I love them so much. I'm on the positive side of the potato. Yeah. I saw you um, tweeting about tater tots earlier today. <laughs> well, I had... Who was this? Bold statement. Bold statement. Somebody had mentioned tater tots recently on your podcast. Dina Del Bucchia. Yes, that's who it was. I thought it might have been Abby for a second, but... Abby had talked potato. Curly fries. Yeah. She had talked about soda water and cigarettes, which is the exact cross-section of my only two remaining interests. Um... Do you have a Soda Stream? Uh, we do, but uh, my partner—I don't like Soda Stream. My partner uh, drinks it obsessively, so we always like when we wake up in the morning on her side of the bed, there'll just be like four empty Soda Stream bottles that were full when I fell asleep watching Chop. Wow, so many questions, so many questions. But she go ahead. I'll, loves I'll that stuff. Back. She's the most hydrated person in the world. <laughs> she's she's good at a million things, and one of them is being properly hydrated. I am drinking a bubbly, a, a Pomplemos bubbly, mm. um, which is my my favorite fancy fancy drink. Um, but potatoes, tater tots. <laughs> I am firmly on the stance that a tater tot is a morning only potato, and past noon they no longer are applicable, and you have to move on to a French fry. Okay. Because we're adults. At the end of the day, we're all adults here. It's like a more I feel dignified... like a tater tot was created as a as a portable hash brown. Yeah. It kind of is. It's like the McDonald's, you know, that McDonald's like potato that they've driven over and then like lightly breaded and then sold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly got gluten that. in it, and it has beef tallow in it. No. The... Oh, I'm so sorry, Jessica. It doesn't. It's fine. Uh, I was not gonna go to McDonald's. It's got a bit of hoof. Um, yeah. But well, I like tater tots a lot, and I really like, um, there's a place in Granville Island that makes good, very good Mexican food, actually. And they do, like, a, a fun, um, for people with allergies, they'll just put tater tots at the bottom of your salad instead of one of those nice big tortilla shells that's been deep fried. Oh. So it was, I love a taco salad on top of a tater tot. <laughs> It's so good. I think I'm going to recreate it this weekend. That's some fusion cuisine. It's a versatile food. Like, you can literally use it everywhere. Yeah. I use it as a loofah in the shower. <laughs> it's great. It feels like something that um, uh, Lush would create would be like a shower tater tot. They had this a very experimental product maybe 15 years ago that was a cold shower cube. 
It was like a shower of soap that was frozen and was supposed to wake you up. And a right. friend of mine worked there and I was just like, we cannot sell these. And I was like, well, I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want they this shit. They also have all that stuff with caffeine in it that's supposed to like wake you up first thing in the morning in the shower. And it's like, people are pretty on top of that with like the whole ingesting coffee and tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have you ever slowly absorbed it through yeah. your face skin? Really inefficiently. Face skin. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever got a, just a little bit on your lips and just like, just had that little lick of coffee scrub, which I have, I've bought it. Cause I thought, cause I'm one of those suckers that's like, Oh yeah, that probably would work. What is it? Like $34? I'll buy two. Yeah. You literally, and it's, a lot of the stuff at Lush you could make easily yourself if you had a bit of time for less money with better ingredients. We Anyways, I never, I've never fallen in love with anything at Lush, so I could be wrong. We thought this and my partner made a whole thing of coffee scrub, and that whole thing of coffee scrub is still sitting on our bath, and neither of us ever fucking uses it. So there's just... I love it. I can't imagine these people that are looking at our house right now as it's being sold. <laughs> oh, Yeah. When they're testing our bathroom, I was telling Jessica this before you were on the call that somebody came through our house today and tested all our stuff, including our toilet. We were upstairs and we could just hear our toilet flushing as strangers were in our basement, which is always a delightful experience. Like you have rude ghosts. (laughs) There's very rarely a polite one. I mean, that's true. Ghosts are never. I used to have I used to live with somebody that was scared of ghosts and she would stay up and watch movies when she was really scared of ghosts. And I always told her, like, ghosts are polite. They're not like, oh, like, I would haunt you, but you're busy. I apologize for storming in. I'll come back. I sincerely, you know, I hope the rest of the movie is great. Once it's out, then I will scare the life out of you. But I do hope that that person that tried our bathroom um, saw that we have a giant mysterious tub of black goo sitting next to our, in a mason jar next to our bathtub. I have a quick question for you before we move. We do the round of potato. We do uh, round the horn when it comes to potato business. Um, As a person who has been renovicted, I was curious when I saw that tweet, what's the housing situation where you, is the whole house being sold? Are you renting a full house and it's being sold? Is it a suite in a house? I need to know things. I just could have (laughs) simply direct messaged you at the time now on the podcast. (laughs) No, it's good. I want this to be on record. Um, We live in a house that we have the main floor in the basement, which in Toronto is largely unheard of. When people see our apartment, um, they They don't like you anymore. Well, they assume we make money that we don't. Like my partner is a musician and runs Girls Rock Camp, and I'm a freelance writer, so between us, we have $10. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But somehow we have this amazing apartment. But our landlord tried to sell it a few months ago, and it didn't sell. So he, like, did that thing where he just was like, well, this isn't working, and took it off the market, and then texted us four days ago and said, I'm selling the house again tomorrow. So we were just like, okay, well, I guess we just live in our van. We just bought a used minivan for $500, so I guess we just live in our van now. Uh, But then he texted us and said, oh, I've actually got another place that you could look at um, that's more money. And you guys seem to have an excess of that stuff. So we looked at this place that's more money and somehow decided to get the place that's more money. Uh, so now we're moving into a loft above a butcher shop. Oh, wow. Which is the most TV sitcom like yeah. pretext I could think of. <laughs> you have to start a sitcom. like I mean, if not now, then when? Yeah, <laughs> you've got time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's the long and short of it. Is well, at least that's over in some way. Yeah, 
it was like really stressful for a minute. And also like our dog was sick and we were getting kicked out of our house and we'd watch all of the guys grocery games on TV. <laughs> and like <laughs> we were just like at the end of our rope. And then when he presented us with this loft above a butcher shop, we were both just like, whatever, like you could show us a mansion and we would just assume we could afford a mansion and we would sign it. And then we would get home and be like, fuck, did we just buy a mansion? <laughs> it's at that I love point. how he has another place. I just love it. I love he has, it so much. He has all these like secret apartments around our, where we live right now. And somebody, I po- I sent a photo to a friend of mine that's our new living room. Um, and it's really close to the Garfield restaurant. Oh uh, <laughs> so her first question was, are you living in the fucking Garfield place? <laughs> because that's what I'm best known for now and was the only person that ever ate at the Garfield restaurant in Toronto. Wow. You're I just fully it. committed to the brand now. Well, I have to. You're the you gotta brand lean. ambassador. I read lean in once and that's this is what I assumed I was supposed to do. Is. You're doing everything right. Oh, I don't have any potato business. I, I mean, have a quick round of potato okay. business. Yeah. And I thought of this yesterday. I um, normally just don't take lunch. I take the dog for a walk or eat at my desk if I'm at the office. But yesterday I met up with Graham Clark, uh, Papo of the podcast, Papo of all friendships and walked over to Choices on uh, Canby Street and got some groceries. And this is the fun thing about Choices is I had a grocery list and not one of the things I needed was in stock. Mm. But I decided to get a bag of coleslaw because I grew up eating a lot of coleslaw. Like it was a very, like we always had a green salad or coleslaw with dinner uh, throughout the winter. And then in the summer, we would have a potato salad usually or another type of green salad or a Caesar salad. I really love coleslaw. And then I was thinking, I really love potato salad. I really love coleslaw. And I really love macaroni salad. Um, what would I choose to eat every day if I had to eat one every day? And I couldn't. I really couldn't. Well, macaroni would be the number three for me. And the number two, I couldn't decide. And I was just wondering, do you guys have an opinion? Like potato salad, coleslaw, macaroni. Or macaroni salad. Basically, like all the things that are available when you get fried chicken, <laughs> <laughs> to me, which I then ordered for dinner. <laughs> those are all picnic foods. Like, oh, yeah. Growing up, if we were going to go like up Burnaby Mountain, have a picnic, we'd be like, you got to get potato salad. And then maybe, maybe if you're lucky also, uh, macaroni. But we weren't like a huge coleslaw family. I can see why. I like it though, but my body doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really like a. I would take like macaroni and cheese, but not like macaroni salad because it's always like not as good. <laughs> Hank's got opinion. Hank is mad at something, but I don't know what. And he's also rolling his kibble ball around, so he's growling but eating at the same time. <laughs> so cute yeah, i know that feeling yeah what do you think nico what's your your pick i'm i mean I'm a, I'm a bit in the same boat as you my when i was growing up my only experience with coleslaw was the kind you get from K- kentucky fried chicken yeah green like neon yeah Love so it. my experience to this day like we just got jerk chicken the other day and i refused to eat the coleslaw because i still think it's going to be the green stuff from kfc even though i'm an <laughs> adult that knows better i still like once bitten thrice shy Uh, yeah thrice like not even twice I take it one step further one two thrice I love it I love that green coleslaw so much 
What about it? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized why. I'm so sorry. I just realized why Hank's barking. Someone's setting off fireworks. Oh and my god! I can't hear it because my headphones are in. I thought we were done the firework part of the pandemic. Now it's just the existential dread part. Um, people stockpile them, and so there is someone in our neighborhood, and my upstairs neighbors have this beautiful, massive dog who's afraid of everything, which is just so funny and so sweet. And uh, yeah, so it's not ever over in Vancouver because people are crazy about fireworks. Mm. Bonkers. Um, should we do horse time? <laughs> should we do burp? Should we do round of burps? Okay, so this is a brand new segment Um Fresh out of the segment minds today uh, from the mind of our editor and producer, Jay Arnar. It's horse information. So we don't want to be just exclusive to horses only like this is also going to encompass donkeys and zebras. So I just want to make that clear. What about mules? Yeah, they're for sure welcome. Okay. All of those hoofed friends. Is a llama a horse? No. I, I don't know. It's probably like in the same family or something. Maybe that's one of the questions. Yeah, maybe. Well, this is new information to me. So uh, yeah, let's just dive in. Um, so here's some warm up information. So horses have no collarbone. Did you know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Is this a true or false? Because I would say that's false. No, th- these are both true. These are just some okay, information these are just facts. to warm okay. us up. Just to like get our, our minds thinking about <laughs> horse information. Um, so here's another cool piece of horse information. Horses share a common evolutionary ancestor with tapirs and rhinos. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty that is, cool. That is very cool. I, I, could, yeah. I could see that for half of each of those animals. Yeah, like it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, also love love those animals. Okay, now we're into the real meat of the segment. That was horse, just to warm us up. The this horse is meat. The horse meat. Um, so one of these is going to be true and one's going to be false, and we're going to have to figure out which is which. So A... The longest living horse on record was <laughs> the longest living horse on record was named Old. <laughs> I can't say. The longest living horse on record was named Old Billy and lived to the age of sixty-two. <laughs> I think that that is. I wouldn't say it's... Oh, there's more. Well, that's that's the first piece of horse information. Let's hear B. That's, that was A. A group of ponies... <laughs> a group of ponies is called a strong of ponies. So, old Billy, 62-year-old horse, or strong of ponies. Only one of those is true? Yeah, apparently. I don't know Wait, how much I trust Are you trust sure that Jay. either of these are facts? I don't know. Just the way that it's written made me laugh so much in Jay's handwriting. <laughs> like, Jay writing sentences about ponies. <laughs> so funny. I think the old Billy is true. You think that's true? I think that's the true. 
I know that horses can live to be like 40, but 62 seems really old. I'm like, old Billy doesn't, I feel like that's. <laughs> I think neither of them are true. And this yeah. is based on knowing Jay for, I don't know, seven years. Okay, so why don't, and I'm going to say I think a strong of ponies is true. So we I got mean, three, I really, I really hesitated on that one. We got three different answers here. So are, are we ready for the big reveal? Okay, answer A is true. A group of ponies is called a string of ponies. However, pound for pound, ponies can pull and carry more weight than a horse. And even very small ponies can pull as much as 450% of their own weight. What? Wow, we got even more horse information out of that answer. That's a really good new segment. I really approve. That's the same strength as Spider-Man. Yeah. I think it's the same percentage. <laughs> yeah, but less even... web. Yeah. No net, if you know what I mean. Less upside down kissing. Okay, so to recap, Nico, you were correct. And Alicia and I were wrong. So we got a big moo. Do you think that horse was always called Old Billy or did they adjust the name as time went on? I like, can't was it William for a true. while? I can't believe it's true. Yeah, like, was it Baby Billy? <laughs> oh, Baby Billy. I can't believe that that's true because Jay's go-to joke name is Billy. <laughs> like, <laughs> always. Can I ask quickly, thinking of that, do you both have go-to joke names for men? If you're making up a fake man in your, in your head? I have uh, one, and it's Brian. Yes, Brian is a very good one. When I was a teenager, it was always Warren McDougal. <laughs> yeah. Like we used to pull this scam at the movie theater where you'd buy tickets for like you and your friends and then your friends would go into the theater, give you their tickets. And then you'd go to the counter and say like, my friends had to leave. Can I get a refund? Like before the movie starts and they would do it. And so you'd only pay for one ticket and like just as long as your friend's stay in the movie theater they get to watch it and so but then they caught on to it and so they started taking names for the people who were doing it so i would be like warren mcdougall such a badass <laughs> out there there's some poor person named warren mcdougall <laughs> who's got all these outstanding fines and it's all who's my been fault. In, in prison for <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sorry i'm so sorry warren wow yeah i i learned something today me too yeah old billy Old Billy. 62. Man, I love horses. We're always learning about horses. That's the That's beauty. True. They're the only animal we know nothing about. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Do you guys want to see Hank? Sure. Yes. Hank, come. The original he's doing this old thing Billy. where he's standing exactly <laughs> so far away that I cannot touch him, but he... Mm. Come here. His legs look really great right now. Come on. They're groomed in this very funny way. Come here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm like so close to getting an IRL Hank, like not an IRL Hank, but like a real, Almost. like a moving. As close Hang on, I'll just have get. to chase him for a second. Virtual Hank Hank. Oh. Virtual Hank. Oh no. Oh my God, it's Hank. Oh, Very Hank. cute. Oh my God. Hi Hank. Hi. I know you from the internet. I love you very much. <laughs> he's such a, such a great dog. He's such a weirdo and he's so sweet. 
Oh, there's your hot dog tattoo. I was so jealous when I saw that tattoo because A, I haven't had a tattoo in a year and I really want to get one. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, well, this is the world's greatest tattoo. Who could ever get a better one than hot dog written on your forearm? So stupid. The tattoo parlors are still open. Like they were closed for a very long time, but they're currently still open here. I'm sure they're not in Toronto where things are like real, real bad. We can't even keep our Garfield restaurant open. Like... That's how bad things have gotten. I almost just sprayed <laughs> soda water all over my brand new laptop. Oh, it's rough. That it's restaurant sounds there. so terrible. What did you? I have to just go back and read the thread because I was reading it. And I was just like, "How is this place a real restaurant?" We had, I ordered two different kinds of pizza. Right, it was pizza, not lasagna. Yeah, no, which so many people scolded me for not getting lasagna because the lasagna is really expensive, right? Yeah, and the pizza shaped like Garfield's head, and I thought... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the investment. Classic shape we all know and love, lumpy circle. <laughs> I, I think it's really important when I tell people that I've eaten at this place to remind them that I am, as my mother reminded me today, almost 40. <laughs> like, I'm not a teen. I don't drink alcohol anymore. Like I have no valid excuse. And in actuality, I think I maybe referenced that in the thread, that it's the sort of food that I would have need to have been drunk and sobered up kind of, and then gotten drunk again in order to eat. Yeah. And even then it probably still would have been bad. Yeah. I know exactly what it tastes like by you saying that. (laughs) But my girlfriend got immediately sick upon eating it. Like not like later that night, she had a bite and put it down and looked at me and was like, I think I'm sick now. Oh no. Yikes. If, If our listeners don't know about the Garfield restaurant, there is a video of the owner answering a a bunch of questions like in his home wearing like a fancy suit and it's it's like something out of a dream like you just you need to find it and watch it (laughs) I will I did not I've only seen two of my favorite Toronto comedian funny Twitter people including Nico joking about the Garfield restaurant and it just I prefer to see it through their lens than to know anything else about it because I know it's not, I'm never going to eat there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a deep well to, to draw from. There's like endless things to just ponder and be so confused. I'm trying to find it now. And of course I'm not going to be able to. Including the catchphrase that was branded on the restaurant. That was from the Garfield movie starring Bill Murray. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Love me, feed me, don't leave me. My God. Oh, it's very sad. I'm not a branding expert. I didn't go to college, um, but I don't think in a marketing class they would say you should lead for a food restaurant with don't leave me as the <laughs> final words of the catchphrase because that's what, everybody likes yearning when it comes to like to go food that you order from an iPad. The most desperate restaurant. It's really going <laughs> to. That's that should be their catchphrase. The most desperate restaurant. Please, we need God. you so badly. Please eat here. <laughs> we'll, we'll do anything. <laughs> We're desperate. <laughs> oh, Garfield. Good luck. Good luck. Sorry, I, I keep derailing the conversation to talk about Garfield. That's uh, think right. whole podcast. All right. That yeah. is 100% fine. Um, is, it, is it time for Puppo of the Week? It is. Holy shit. Puppo of the Week. Nico, who is your puppo or puppos of the week? Well, this was my question is, can I have more than one? Of course. <laughs> yeah. My, pr- my primary puppo would be our dog, Bowie. 
who is a dog we got by happenstance. We got him because we were asked to dog sit him. Um, and that was a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Uh, and we just have never given him back. Whoa. After a while, we had to ask the former owner to please sign over ownership of him to us so we could like have his papers because she was clearly never taking it. And as soon as we got him home, we were driving him home and my partner looked at me and said, we're never giving this dog back. Oh, oh wow. And it came so, true. And then it came true. Turns out, turns out dreams do come true. He's a Corgi Shepherd mix. So nice. The so he's, he's like short in stature, but high in spirit. <laughs> we're bad dog parents and he sleeps on our bed every night. So when I wake oh, up, yeah. he's lying on top of me um, because even though he's tiny, he weighs as much as a small star. <laughs> um, but he's also he has really bad allergies and he's been really sick lately so we've been just before I got into this call my girlfriend and I were trying to give him eardrops which he decided he hates does he like do the thing he was doing that so badly that we had to take him to the vet and get him a shot for his allergies because he was slipping we have a hardwood floor and he was slipping on the floor he was shaking so hard oh. and it was heartbreaking and we would be like, my girlfriend would be like on a work Zoom and she would be like, okay, well, I got to go because my dog is fucking freaking out. Um, and with, he's all we have. So it's just like, he keeps breaking our heart, but he's the cutest boy and he's very sweet. And everybody that comes into our house to look at buying us so they can kick us out is also like, oh my God, your dog. And we're like, yeah, he lives here too. And you're depriving <laughs> yeah. him of that until we move above a butcher shop, which I'm sure he'll love. He'll absolutely love that. I'm sure like if you make friends with the people who work downstairs, you can get like bone hookup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in more ways than one. Who knows? I mean, maybe. <laughs> we, we'll all get a good bone hookup. Nothing wrong with sleeping <laughs> with a butcher. Um, it's but a but we, also, we also got a cat in quarantine. Yeah. Um, Shortly after the pandemic started, my girlfriend said, what if we got a kitten? And I said, maybe. And then she showed me a photo of a bunch of kittens in a box on Kijiji and said, what about these kittens? And I said, maybe. And then the next day she was like, can we get a zip car so we can go pick up this cat I got? So we got our cat Ramona, who's a little kitty. Um, She's really sweet, but incredibly mean. And she bites and claws a lot because she's a baby and doesn't know any better. Sure. I've only had one breakdown where I woke my girlfriend up to tell her that I hate our cat. <laughs> but I also like carry her around and sing songs about her all the time. So like you can't, you don't do that to somebody you hate. Yeah. You don't write that many songs about somebody you hate. You write one. The middle of the night is when the cat is the most terrible. Like that's when you're allowed to hate the cat when it's affecting your sleep. She luckily is being raised by a dog. So she just thinks that nighttime is when we watch Guy Fieri. <laughs> so she just lies on the bed and she is obsessed with Bowie. So I'll be lying down and I am the wall between them. So Bowie's lying next to me and she will slowly drape herself backwards over my leg and reach her paws out and slowly bat at his ears. Oh, that's Aww. so cute. So lucky. And when she comes near him, he doesn't make any movements or really do anything. He just sort of emits a low growl to let her know <laughs> that he just is like kind of not happy about her, but also isn't going to really do anything about it. So she'll walk by and he'll just go mm, like an old man. <laughs> it's like Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like Marge Simpson and old Billy mixed into one. <laughs> and how old is Bowie? Bowie's yeah. five. Okay, okay, so still very young. He's still very young. He's got a lot of energy. That's yeah, he's great. A, he's my he's my papa. You've got a lovely family. I love I, it. I lucked out. 
yeah, now you're all going to be over top of a butcher shop. It's like, yeah, I want to watch this TV show. <laughs> yeah, right. We're all getting a bone hookup once a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of the show. <laughs> bone hookup. When our landlord showed us the place, he said to me, he said, it's above a butcher shop. And I thought you might like that. But then I realized you're one of those. And I thought he meant trans people. And I was like, that is not one of the stereotypes about us. <laughs> but what, what he meant was vegetarian. But at first I got all defensive and was like, excuse me, sir. Some of us do eat meat. <laughs> but he was just like making fun of me for being a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Except for, except for on New Year's Eve when I ate McDonald's and Taco Bell at the same time. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You know, whatever, like... You're flexitarian whenever you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Abandon all morals. <laughs> a friend of mine picked up. Uh, I'm the most boring person in the world. A friend of mine picked something up from my house. It was a carpet cleaner. I own a carpet cleaner. Um, and she had just picked up a Big Mac and she was kind of, she was moving and she had a Big Mac. And I, all I had to do was see the Big Mac to then immediately go back in the house and order myself two kids cheeseburgers uh, from Red Robin. <laughs> so, oh, Red Robin, I miss it. It's only good in the restaurant. <laughs> so, <laughs> with the little like, train that goes around in the ceiling, do they still have? I mean, my memory of it not is at from the a, location as, downtown, as but there is there was one in Burnaby that still had that for some time. That's the one. I, that and the pirate pack at White Spot are my only memories of a child. <laughs> And being choked yeah. by my boss when I was 13. Yeah, Jesus. that's when you become an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's when I became a, a man and then later transitioned right out of that entirely. That was your rite of passage. You were like, mm, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to know about this whole situation in 20 something years, actually. Good call. Uh, Alicia, who's your puppo? Well, sitting right here. Um, Hank. Hank is my puppo. Uh, he's such a good boy. He His allergies are back. He is so sweet and I love him so much. And we're still working on his leash manners. And last night we went for a great walk uh, up to the rich neighborhood. And I just tied his leash to my shoulder bag that I keep his treats in. And we had the best walk ever. And he was so happy and so tired afterwards. And I don't know what I'd do without him. He's worth 80 plus dollars a month in insurance for sure. Well, you never know. What can happen? <laughs> Be ashamed if something happened to him. <laughs> I do know what can happen because I've spent so much time sitting in vets' offices and watching dogs and cats and humans. Yeah. I know exactly what can happen. Yeah. No one ever needs to ever say that. That I'm I'm mad at that chat bot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, like they the Absolutely, the email was never sent. And that can happen. Like, there can be something in their site. It never went into my bulk folder. It's like, it never arrived. So, fuck them. Yeah. Jessica. I have two puppos. Oh, um, yeah. One is a listener named Laurel. <gasps> yes. Who mailed us some, a delightful care package all the way from Brighton in England. So we got gifts and little British sweets. Yeah, sweets and chocolates. And it was so nice. And I knew that something was on the way, but I didn't know it was going to be so much. And it was like, yeah, it was just such a treat. So thank you so much. I have um, something to add. What was that squishy treat that was so good? 
It was called Squashies Drumsticks. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you so much for the Squashies from Drumsticks. Uh, I ate them after I was so hungry and I'd gone to this this grocery store and I wanted gummies and then I couldn't choose. And then I met up with Jessica and got the my part of the parcel. And thank you so much for the beautiful pin and the ornament for Hank's collar that we will definitely use next Christmas. Oh, cute. Uh, it was just so wonderful and the treats were so delicious and I've never had any of them before. Yeah. And, and thank you so much. Curly Whirlies. Yeah, those big chocolate bars. Yeah, I ate all of them. Delicious. Um, and like totally not expected. So thank yeah, you. So sweet. Um, and then my other pup of the week is my friend's dog, Sam, who is now 15 years old, who I, I unexpectedly got to see yesterday. Uh, and it was such a treat because I love him so much. I used to, if y'all remember, I used to walk him years ago and I was just picking something up from my friend, Aaron, who's his mom. And she was like, do you want to just come see Sam? And I was like, if you're comfortable with that. She's like, yeah. So we both wore our masks and they have like a big place. And I got to pet him and he was like, he's mostly completely deaf now, but he like showed off his new bed to me. She's like, he's I bought him this bed last week and he's only sat in it once and he won't sit in it. And then it, because I was there, he immediately sat in it and was like, oh proudly like, do you like my new bed? Um, and he's just, yeah, he's the sweetest little guy. He just looks like a cloud, a little fox cloud. So that was so nice because like missing my friend's pets is like one of the toughest things of the past year. <laughs> Cause I guess I didn't really ever think about like how much I get out of that. And it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. And then she was like, if you ever need Sam time, just let me know. And I was like, I, yes, thank you. And like Alicia has been like, if you ever need Hank time. So thank you. Thank you. But Hank friends. time is not mellow time. It's like, do you want to be jumped on for yeah. 25 minutes? Well, yeah, it's different. Like if I want mellow time, I'll hang out with a 15 year old dog. <laughs> yeah. Hank insists on like full mouth kissing with you the entire yeah. time. <laughs> and I'm up for it. You definitely have that special thing where he's like this human and I must be as close as possible. Yeah. Inside the mouth. <laughs> but it's as close as two time. people or a dog and a person can get and hank yeah. doesn't do that with everybody he does it with you and he does it with sally oh that's pretty much it i didn't yeah. know that that's no like... he's not a mouth kisser he's not huh. that kind of a guy he really likes to get in there yeah it's you two it's just you two and i think it's because he's known you since he was so small and also because you're such pet people you know like you're so good with animals i have such weird breath <laughs> i think so i probably I think so. do he doesn't have bad breath either. No, he's like one of the best smelling dogs I know. So that's it. We did it. We did, we did it. We, we did, did the it. podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, if people thank you. want to follow you online or read some of your writing, where can they do that? You can follow me at Nico Stratus on Twitter and Instagram, I guess. I don't really use Instagram that much. I post occasionally, but mostly I just look at other people's stories of their pets. I'm on Pinterest, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's, am I. <laughs> that's mostly just me looking at coats that I want to buy that I can't afford. Um, so you could see what oh, kind of coat. Oh, you should I like. tell me what coat you want, and then I can find it for you on sale. It's my oh passion. My, oh my god, I'm gonna send you a million coats and just say, <laughs> "Can you please find me this coat that I could also live in as a sleeping bag?" Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's my job. That's amazing. 
Yeah, everyone should follow Nico online. I recommend it. Highlight of my feed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an insomniac, so I post a lot on Twitter in the middle of the night. uh, So then you just wake up to a bunch of weird shit that my brain told me was like perfectly postable. That's that's great. Look, I don't I don't I like following people from different time zones because I also like I go to bed at like three in the morning. So I get upset that there's like a lull after midnight from the people who live in the same city as me. I'm like, what are you doing? Why aren't you online like me? Go post. I want to I tap it. out at like 845 p.m. Yeah. But then you you start early. <laughs> Yeah, then I start complaining around 745 <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect time to do it. Everybody's just getting up. We're all mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna connect with the people on the East Coast. So perfect. yeah, I try, you know, it's best to post before six PM so they or can the- hear me say like, uh doy, I'm a doy <laughs> whatever I'm up to that day. By the time I see, I see you having been online for the first time, I've had like six cups of coffee and I'm just mad about everything. It's perfect. That's perfect. perfect. I'm old Billy. <laughs> old Billy. You should change your, your handle yeah. to Old Billy. I mean, yeah. I've legally changed my name twice. What's one more? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You do it you do it twice, you get a free one. And but it has to <laughs> be old true. Billy. I'm sorry. Yeah, it has to be. I'm sorry. That's just the only thing we can do. It yeah. may not be your first choice, but that's what it is. <laughs> that would be a great vanity license plate. <laughs> old Billy? Billy? Yeah. 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 I think I'm just gonna get that as a tattoo. Biley, because <laughs> you can put enough letters. Old Biley. <laughs> Um, did I ever tell you about how Jay and I um, edited the Wikipedia page for Rockabilly and we changed it to Rockabilly? No, that's great. We posted a photo of ourselves that just said Rockabilly. And for some reason, there was an orange circle that I drew on the photo, like by accident. I think we were very high. Anyway, um, this was like eight years ago that we did this. It was up for like 20 seconds. It was pretty cool. You can, of course, follow me on the Internet at uh billy dracula on twitter another billy um if you want to donate to our patreon you can do so but absolutely no pressure whatsoever i just posted on there the 16 different ways to say potato so i made it into a poster if anyone uh wants to print it out and like put it in their potato business boardroom or whatever um like wherever you do potato business or pleasure yeah i'm in a sauna when i do it Ooh, steamed potatoes Mm, it's infrared. Um, you can buy merch or some art or music at our shop, which is retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. Buy Alicia's book. Yeah. Wherever you get books from. The garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a garbage book. It's a really good book. It's a real book that you don't want to put in the garbage. Absolutely. Yeah. What else? That's well, it. That's it. We did yeah. it. We did Everyone it. Take care um, of yourselves uh, yeah. and other people. If you can, if you have the energy, don't overextend yourself. I mean, anyways, why did I start talking? Nico, <laughs> it was so nice to have you as a guest. Please come back. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was so nice to meet you face to face finally. Uh, and it was a joy to have you I, here tonight. This was as this is a lifelong dream come true. I'm Aww. very happy that I'm here. <laughs> long, lo, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> well, Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.